Welcome to the What in the World is God Doing podcast, conversations with Highland Park Missions partners in Casper, Wyoming, and around the world. In the midst of global crises and a daily onslaught of discouraging news, this podcast will encourage you about the good work God is doing around the world and inspire you to join in God's mission in our everyday lives. Highland Park Community Church exists to take risks to pursue God and love like Jesus. And our mission partners are courageously living that out at home and abroad. I'm Darren Edwell-Palker, the Go Pastor at Highland Park. And joining me today is Dave Weeks. He's the Director of Campus Ventures, which is a non-denominational ministry at Casper College. Dave mentors students to become disciples of Jesus, gain leadership skills, and figure out life and faith. We also have Megan Keegan. Megan was involved in Campus Ventures back at Black Hill State University as a student. And six years later, she's working with Campus Ventures as an associate staff at Casper College, meeting with women, leading Bible studies and activities, crafting marketing, and whatever else needs to be done. So Dave and Megan, welcome. We're so glad you guys are here and joining us. Yes, thank you for having us. Yeah, so today is September 24th. And just to jump in and to get current, we're in the middle of this COVID crisis. And you were just saying there's been some news. So what's going on at campus at Casper College? Yeah, so... You know, without releasing any names or anything like that, but yeah, they did it. They had to do a mass testing because of a quarantine situation with with a couple of the sports teams, and so they ended up doing a, uh, a mass testing of the entire residence halls, and a number of students have tested positive and been put into quarantine. And in fact, an entire department has been, you know, a group of students, a cohort has been quarantined, and so it's 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 finally hit Casper. Okay, yeah, and and yeah. so this is all breaking right now. I mean, you guys just found out about this today, today, yesterday. Okay, today. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So we're in the middle of it. Yep. Okay. Well, hey, tell us about the work that you're doing at Casper College. Right. So, um, you know, my job is the director. Um, Campus Ventures is a it, it's across five different campuses uh, in Wyoming and South Dakota, and so my job is as the director of this particular campus is to lead out on the strategy. You know, how are we going to reach students? Um, any business side of it, you know, the, the administration side of it is my responsibility. Um, helping, uh, Megan, uh, also mentoring students, as you mentioned in the introduction, not only mentoring students, but teaching them some leadership skills. Um, and yeah, that's, that's a lot of it. And then working with the staff and faculty as well. So, I mean, I consider our ministry, everything from the, from the incoming freshman to the president of the college. Mm, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How about you, Megan? Um, so I specifically, um, do a lot of meeting with students. Um, I go around campus, I say hello to people and hopefully get into good conversations with them. And then through those building those relationships, those students then get involved in campus ventures. Um, they go on to be involved in Bible studies and our ultimate goal is that they would end up having a relationship with Jesus if they don't already um, and that they would not only be able to have this relationship with God, but they would help other people to have a relationship with God. That's awesome. So Dave, you've been doing 24 years of campus ministry, 16 years full time. Right. I'm just curious, what has changed in that time? I mean, I'm thinking back, there weren't cell phones back then, internet. Yeah. Wasn't even really around. So like, <laughs> like right. from then till now, man, you've been on the campus watching. Tell us about what you've observed. Right. Yeah. So I, I like to joke, I married into management when I married Janelle. 
um, and she was helping with the ministry. So that was 97. And so in that time, you're right. We, the cell phones were still in a bag or a big brick in your hand <laughs> and there was no internet. Um, students were studying out of books, not on laptops. And, and I think with that advent of technology, we see a lot of good things, but at the same time, it occupies an awful lot of time. And so what would have taken, you know, a student, you know, just a couple of hours of studying is now taking three or four hours. And so they're spending more time doing busy work, it seems like, with classes. Well, I might wonder, are they studying for three or four hours, or is it because there's access to so much stuff that, you know, it's just distracted? It's It's the myth of multitasking. Very much that's what it is, because, I mean, you you watch them, and, you know, they've got got the laptop open, and they're also on their phone at the same time talking and having a conversation. Mm -hmm. And because of that technology, and they're doing it, you know, in in the public spaces, you can't just go up to somebody as easily as once as you once could and have conversations. So even the, the lounges, which were once loud and boisterous with conversation is very quiet. Now it's almost like a library. Cause everyone's got their earbuds in and everyone's exactly. connected to, yeah. Yep. Huh. Yep. Megan, what do you observe as you're on the, uh, on the campus and you've been doing it for a number of years as well. Um, um, some of the things that I see are um, we have students who Yes, they're on their phones, and yes, they're on their laptops. Um, You'll say hi to someone and wave, and I always do wave because if they have their earbuds in, and sometimes, especially with the new wireless ones, you can't tell. Um, (laughs) So you're like, hey, and they're just like walk by, and you're like, didn't hear me. Okay, (laughs) not taking it personal. Right. Um, But they... um, Uh, So you always wave, and sometimes they're a lot more open to having conversations, I would say, than even when I was in school. Um, When I was in school, cell phones were just coming into the forefront, and so there was a lot more distraction in that regard. Um, So I'm seeing, when I see a student, and unless they're actively studying, they seem to be more willing to have a conversation, and I can sit down and talk with them, and you know, maybe they're watching a show, and I can say, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, what are you watching? They're like, oh vampire high or something and i'll be like yeah how's it going so i'm wondering this that you know students are connected to their devices their technology and everyone you mentioned it's it's like a study hall but you know it's in it's in an open area so i'm wondering the intentionality that you guys are going into it to try to connect with students is probably different than what maybe they would get in a normal day like like it's more radical or more different or more pronounced than now right right than it might have been when when you started 24 years ago exactly something as simple as a smile um i mean we we train our students as you pass somebody just give somebody a smile because that may be the only smile they receive that Mm -hmm. day Mm -hmm. and so you just any little encouragement you can give to students What are some of your biggest concerns as you're working with students? What do you see, you know, what, what breaks your heart? What, what causes you grief or frustration or, you know, what, what concerns you as you walk on the campus? I think the most in the, in the last year or two, what has really, I think gotten both of us and even just all of our staff is the, is the anxiety. Mm -hmm. The anxiety has ramped up pre COVID in, incredible ways and i mean last semester in last fall you it was not uncommon to have a student working 30 to 40 hours still taking a full load of class and wondering why they're anxious Mm -hmm. you know i mean we've had you know the economics before covid um, the 
terrorism attacks, whatever it is, and then problems at home and rough family lives, and it's just very difficult for students um, with, as far as the anxiety level. And I think part of that, and then with that, is is grit. Do they have really the, the perseverance to be able to handle all of these situations? And so that really bothers me mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things, uh, definitely mental health is a huge thing here. Um, it, I, I don't know if it's... It definitely seems to be a little bit more centralized in Casper, Wyoming versus um, other places, but we definitely see a lot of students who are struggling with health issues, especially mental health issues. Um, That is one thing that definitely concerns me because, okay, if you are hoping that in a student's lifetime you get to um, to share the gospel with them, and they only live to see 19 or 20 because of mental health issues, that makes it much harder. Um, and just like the hopelessness that goes along with that, it also means that as we're trying to train students to reach other people, um, they have to do a lot of healing before they can go on. Some of the things that I, like, I, it always, like, breaks my heart when we have a student who has grown up in the church and is willing to settle there. In just being a Christian who goes to church instead of a Christian who has a radical relationship with Jesus. Um, and so for me, I would say the most heartbreaking is when we have Christians who have the opportunity to change the world and they say, oh, yes, no, I just want to live a life that is God focused on me, not me focused on God. Mm, okay. On top of all of the challenges of anxiety, of mental health, there's financial issues. We're living in the middle of a pandemic. And right. so how has COVID impacted your work and ministry at the campus? Right. So when COVID hit in September, you know, we we were just finishing up our last campus ventures in, you know, of the just before spring break. And all oh, of a sudden, hit in, did you say September or March? Oh, excuse me, March, yeah. March, uh-huh. March. Yep. Yeah. So just before spring break and, and all of a sudden it hit. And, you know, we were scheduled to go on a on an exploratory mission trip to Ecuador. You Like that week, right? That, yeah. yeah, that Saturday. And so when it when everything cratered on, on Thursday, um, you know, that got canceled right away. Um, we, had a, we had the luxury of a two-week spring break, which, right. you know, it, it's yeah. cool. Back then, it's like, yeah, this is awesome, right? It, exactly. Little do we know what's ahead. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. It was more like, okay, if we have to go online... What, like, what do we need to do? And we need to get it figured out in two weeks. Right. And so the workload went up because, our, I mean, the, what we, we learned what we didn't know mm. really quickly. Yeah, thrown into it. Exactly. And so we, we decided to go all online. We had to. We didn't, we didn't choose the option of trying to meet with people. A lot of people with Zoom. Our small groups we tried with Zoom. Um, but, and then we just would share messages online, post them. And we had some good viewership. Um, but what we discovered was that Zoom fatigue is a real thing. Mm-hmm. And the Zoom fatigue mm. that we we re, we had to deal with, let alone what the students had to deal with, because they were doing all of their classes, their lectures. I mean, I had a couple of guys I was meeting, and they, they were literally online all day so long. So, like, the last thing they want to do is be like, let's Zoom to talk about Jesus. And exactly. Just like, yeah, okay. Exactly. But, but texting was popular. I mean, okay. So if you texted them, they were really quick to get back with you because they, I think they really wanted that personal contact. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, what was it, about May into the semester, we finally did a pizza party out in the park because I think the state had raised the limits to how many people could be outside. And boy, we, 
we hit the limit quick and that was, it was fun because they just wanted to see face to face. They just wanted to see people. They wanted to be face to face. And as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, we're literally right now, I mean, we're in uncharted territory because students are back on campus and there's now today this report that things have spiked. Right. Mm -hmm. So what's, what do you think is going to happen? What I think and what I hope are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really hope that this, you know, I'm sure the state's going to come in and, and put some, some instruction, give some instruction to the college. And I really hope that the college and the state work it out so that maybe they just isolate whatever areas that spike, you know, almost the shelter in place like the University of Wyoming is doing. And then we continue with the school this semester. And, and I've heard, you know, the president of the college, Dr. Devine tell me that we want to keep it as normal as we can for as long as we can. And I think if we can do that, that would be marvelous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So why should campus ministry matter to the church? I mean, all ministries should matter to the church, right. right? But why should, why should the church especially care about college students? And why do you care especially about college students? I mean, I guess, I mean, obviously all of us know everyone matters. Everyone's creating the right. image of God. Right. We all need to know, right. but, but there's a, is there, I should ask a particular importance um, for college students. Absolutely. Um, so ca- college students are in the place where they are outside of their parents' homes for the most part, and they are... For the first time in their life? For the life. first time, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've probably gone to summer camp or whatever, but this is a time where they have the option of not following God and if they've grown up in the church or not following what their their family beliefs are. And so they're really trying to discover and decide what they care about what matters to them um, what's valuable to them and so for a church campus um, um, college students are at the point in time when they are most likely to choose to decide to follow Jesus Um, if we don't get them in college the next most likely time is maybe when they have kids Mm. but for the most part it's when they're in college uh, for example, my mom became a Christian in college, and she grew up in church, but that was the point at which she decided to follow Jesus for herself and give her life to him. It seems like a time where their beliefs and ideas are being shaped. Totally right? shaped. They're, they're learning, they're being right. exposed to new ideas. Maybe they didn't grow up in a church home, right. and right. they're saying, what, what, you know, I've heard about this Christianity thing, and that's where you guys are mm-hmm. right there on the ground. Right. right. Okay. All right. Yeah, this semester we've had some some great conversations with not only people who are just searching— but also people that have had experience in the past that are coming back, and they they're like, I I need to get this right before I head off into adulthood, so to speak. Yeah, um, I would add not only with Megan, but the, but one to two percent of the entire world's population is in, is in college right hmm. now. That's all, and you think, well, it's a, it's going to be a big number, and it is a large number. But think about the the people that are in college they will be your future business leaders mm-hmm. your future politicians your future scientists doctors mm-hmm. lawyers influencers influencers thinkers and that is culture culture of the future is in college right now wow and so if we have a chance to impact and change we can influence the future right right now mm. and so there's a there's a I mean, that's that's my heart's desire is to influence the future mm. So here at Highland Park, 
the way that we give to missions is through something called Faith Promise. And Faith Promise is essentially um, a yearly pledge that people make. They pray and say, God, what were you laying on my heart to give this year? And then you trust, and and it's an adventure to see where is God going to provide that. And so, Dave, you're one of our campus missionaries. You're one of our missionaries through right. Faith Promise. Yeah. Megan, we support the Ministry of Campus Ventures and, yep. and Projects. And um, so I first want to encourage people, if you're not a part of Faith Promise, just join us on the journey, and, and it's not the amount, but it's about being a part of it. That's what really right. matters. But beyond that, how can we help? I mean, I, I, my hope in this podcast is people listening are moved to say, this is really exciting. This is important. And we're right. touching the next generation. And how do we do that? So I don't want to minimize financial giving, but I don't want to make that the end either. And right. so how, you know, how can we connect with you guys if somebody's heart is stirred and says, I want to be a part of that? Pray. Pray, I think, is the biggest thing. Um, because then God can talk to you Whoever this, whoever's praying and say, this is what I want you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let the Lord lead you sure. in that. Um, as we all know that maybe it's a running joke, but there's, a, there's some real truth to food. And so if you could, if you could help us with food, mm. um, because every time we have an outreach, there has to be food involved. Okay. Yep. And so something as small as that goes a long way. That's great. Um, and then I think just opening the home mm. to a college student. Okay. And, Megan, we were talking about some ideas you had about that. Yeah, so when I was in college, there was a family that was part of a church that I went to with some other college students, and they welcomed and invited those college students and almost adopted them into their family. So once a month, they would say, oh, come over to our house and bring whoever you want. And they had a big family, but they would end up with like a dozen college students at their house once a month. And um, by inviting them in, they enabled the believing students to invite their friends who were not believers and knowing that it was a safe place and they could bring along international students who maybe had never seen the inside of someone's house before, Um, especially with um, within our, our church if a college student or a young professional comes to a church, often they're coming by themselves. And so welcoming them in and almost adopting them into the family because if they're a college student or a young professional, they may not have family anywhere nearby. And so almost creating a family for them because we're all part of the family of Christ. And so welcoming them into that family is huge. That's great. And so how do people get in touch if they want to say, how do I start serving, helping, being, you know, available, what, what would that look like? Right. So you can, you can certainly um, look us up online, campusventures.com or .org, um, campusventures.org. And then you can always check out our social media, Instagram, uh, Facebook. We both are, we, we have both here in city, it's Campus Ventures, Casper College. You can look up either one of those. And, or you can just email us, okay. you know, dave.weeks, W-E-E-K-S, at campusventures. Dot O-R-G. Okay. Dave.weeks yeah. at campusventures.org. And Megan, yours would be? Uh, mine is Megan.Keegan at campusventures.org. So M-E-G-H-A-N period K-E-E-G-A-N at campusventures.org. Awesome. And our Instagram is Casper CV. Okay. Yeah. Well, how can we be praying with you? Can I take this one? Please. So... <laughs> One thing that we are really excited about is this year we have a lot of students who are seeking. So pray Mm. like crazy for these students because um, they're coming from a lot of different backgrounds, but 
Um, they're not followers of Jesus right now. And so pray for these students who are young believers who are um, wanting to follow Jesus or um, are coming out of various different backgrounds and just searching and pray for them to have a relationship with God, for him to reach them where they're at, for their questions to be answered. Those are all huge things to pray. Right. And I think another thing is we're starting a, a young professionals Bible study in conjunction with Highland Park. And we're going to have um, the Trembaths that are a couple here in, here in, in the, in the church. And they've graciously agreed to open their homes on a Friday night. And we're hoping to have number of young professionals come to their house, have a Bible study for a couple weeks, have a game night, you know, the third week, and then just sort of repeat the cycle. But uh, we're, there are a number of people in this, in this city that are young professionals that don't really have a church home, but that do follow Jesus. Mm. And so, you know, we always hear the statistics that, you know, 80, 89%, something like that are leaving the church. Well, they may leave the church, but they didn't leave Jesus. Right. And so, you know, here's a here's an opportunity. They're looking for community. They're exactly, exactly. Sure. And so community it would be a, a, a third per request, just yeah. generating helping to put together community on campus as well as in the city. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well let's pray. Thank you. Those of you listening, join us please as we pray. God, thank you for Dave and Megan, their hearts to serve you and to be the hands and feet of Christ on the campus of Casper College. We pray, God, that you would cause students' hearts to be open and receptive to the gospel. I pray for this time of fear and uncertainty with COVID, that there would be open doors for new relationships to be formed and for community to be formed in new ways as all of us are not only Zoom fatigued, but but um, online fatigued. We, we live so daily connected and, and we're starved for that human connection. And Jesus, you are... Um, that incarnated expression of God's love for each of us, and now you're calling us to live that out to others. So thank you for the ministry of Campus Ventures. God, continue to bless, support, provide for them, and for each of us listening to find and ask, is there some way that we can also be a part of the good work that's happening right here in Casper through Campus Ventures? We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Our goal is to get you moving on mission. So follow us on our missions page at HPCC Missions on Facebook or go to hpcc.church missions to sign up for weekly service updates in Casper and around the world. See you next time. Dave and Megan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Darren.